Hi and welcome to the third episode of Curiosity Verified. So for this week I decided to sit down with a friend of mine who's studying biotechnology in Manipal and is almost done with that. Um her name's Netra Kanan and uh, she's currently doing her internship at University College Dublin. So it's just something I found very interesting, something I don't know a lot about. So I thought I'd sit down with her and you know we'd kind of have a chat. um where we talked about biotechnology and you know related tangential subjects so yeah enjoy the episode and i hope you learn something from it hello netra welcome to this episode of the podcast it all feels very professional but i'm sure i hope this gets more uh, normal like a conversation type once we get into it so um as i understand you're a student of biotechnology and right now you're doing um some work with somewhere in ireland and you know i understand that it's something to do with algae and everything so mm-hmm. before we get ahead of ourselves uh why don't you let us know a bit about yourself um and you know how you've gotten to the point where you are where you're doing things that you know you find extremely interesting uh okay so I'm Neetha Kannan. I'm a student, a final year student at Manipal Institute of Technology, studying B.Tech Biotech. And basically, I'm from Bangalore. So Manipal has been very famous within anyone like in the whole Bangalore education community, and I already knew about it. But um, I think in ninth grade, that's when I kind of thought, you know, I should sit down and decide what I have to study, because I had to make the decision. Uh, I think mid tenth grade, my school said, you know, submit your your stream request in the middle of your tenth grade. So at the end of ninth is when I started to like, you know, look at different options for what I have to study and what kind of things are out there, what leads to a good career, what I'm interested in that will really lead to a good career, and all of that. And I think at that point, I um, I had a lot of people working in the food and pharma industries in my. Uh, family right so they always used to talk about the kind of work that they did and i had this aunt who not really an aunt she's like an extended cousin aunt kind of thing but ba- basically she did her biotechnology and then she went to cornell for food technology and then she worked in campbell soups right so i heard a lot about her life from um, relatives and like i was like oh biotech that sounds cool cuz i like biology let's mm-hmm. see what it is So I kind of like researched about more about it, and then I spoke to some people who are working in pharma, and they told me that you know, oh yeah, biotech is involved in all the R and D. Biotech is involved in all the manufacturing. Biotech is a good course to take. It's a new big thing. So I said, okay, that sounds good. I'll see if that's where my interests, you know, fall into place in in a few years. Mm-hmm. So then I went about my own things, and then uh, I think in eleventh and twelfth grade, just to challenge myself, I wanted to try for medicine. because i wasn't like i i wanted to try for medicine and i went like every other generic indian student i went to like akash and all that stuff yeah, yeah, and i hated it i hated it so much i it was the worst experience of my life and at that point when i saw how much effort people were putting in to become doctors i realized i wasn't that interested yeah and when i wasn't interested i'm like wait what am i doing with my life and then um that's when i revisited biotechnology and i kind of fell in love with it and that's when i decided i'm going to apply for biotech right Mm-hmm. So when I had to make the decision as to what college I was going to, I um, sat and looked at the course curriculums of various universities. Right, um, all the universities that I found in India, especially in like they are not Manipal, they're all very research-based biotechnology. Okay. So biotech has two aspects, I would say. One would be your R and D side, which is what most students think that we're all wearing lab coats, standing over petri plates with our tools and you know, or modifying organisms and such. That's one aspect. 
And the other aspect is being in the industry and manufacturing things, scaling up things, and it's a lot of chemical engineering. So Manipal especially is very industrial biotech focused. I have friends who wanted to get into R&D, but university hasn't provided that avenue as such because mm-hmm. it's very chemeng focused. And that worked out for me and that's why I picked Manipal. So yeah, that's my story of how I got to Manipal. <laughs> yeah, and um, so you said like in about 12th grade when you realized, you know, coaching fucking sucks and you don't want to go um, into like the medical stream. How did you, um, like what kind of research did you do? What kind of stuff did you read or watch that piqued your interest once again in biotech? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. So um, I always knew biotech was a thing at the back of my mind, but so this is really funny, but I got into medicine because I watched too much house. So I was like, oh shit, this is so cool. I want to be a doctor, right? But then you realize at some point that you can't make your life decisions based on a TV show. And that's when I kind of said, okay, I'm going to look into more of biotech. And in 12th grade, this pushed me, like this defined my, um, like my, what do you call it? Determination to do biotech, which was in 12th grade, our principal, who was also my biology teacher, she told me, you know, all of all the bio students have to do like a project. Mm-hmm. And pick any topic that you want, any relevant topic, and go to the, that industry, write up a report on what's happening, the scope of that particular, um, you know, field and all of that. So I went to NCBS, which is the National Center for Biological Sciences. Okay. And, I, and they had like a stem cell lab over there. And it was so cool. I mean, imagine someone who studies in like a really, really normal school with really, really no- normal labs going to like a proper high-tech lab where you walk in yeah. and you have like laser jets and like, you know, all this air shooting at you to get rid of all particles. I'm like, yeah. wow, this is so fancy, right? So I was, and then I spoke to the lady there and she was telling me what kind of work is being done with stem cells. And I was very excited. So to anyone who's listening to this podcast, um, if you don't know what stem cells are, they're basically these cells that can divide into any kind of cell. So what happens is when we are, children right or not even children when we're like fetuses in the mom's body we start off with very very small number of cells mm-hmm. and that cell eventually becomes into like let's say um the heart tissue and then you have your brain tissue your vascular tissue which is your blood vessels and stuff and once they differentiate and get a particular function they can't really change again right so stem cells are basically this the the cells that can change into any kind of cell And why that's an advantage is if you harvest them and learn how to control um, their differentiation, Mm. at at some point, you can grow your own organs. And there won't be any rejection because you you won't have any graft rejection because it's your own cells. It's not coming from someone else's body. Mm. So that's why people are like so into stem cells right now. And when she told me about this, I was extremely excited about it. And Mm. I said, you know what? I'm definitely going to biotech. This is my jam. I love it so much. It's amazing. And there was also a lot of math in the engineering program. I said, that's great because I love math as well. So yeah, that's why I did biotech. So, okay. So from realizing that this is like a really interesting field that, you know, you'd love to work with and the kind of environment it was, how did it feel like, coming to college and actually beginning to study it where because I feel like so even like I did science till 12th right and my reason for not taking it up further was that I really enjoyed it so far but I know for a fact that to take it really seriously um, like I wanted to do astronomy I was like to take it really seriously I have to really put in the hours like it's not 
going to be you know fun working in a lab with people who are you know like minded people and stuff a lot of it is just sitting at home poring over your textbooks studying so did you find some kind of difficulty with that once you actually started out studying it in college well um so i've always had this insecurity that i'm not smart enough and i always have to like study more to, b- to get the skills like even even though i'm almost done with my btech when i reflect on how much i've actually learned i'm like have i really learned anything yeah. like do i really know anything can i really say that oh i know this one thing 100% for sure i can teach it to anyone i can i'm like a master in it and the answer is no because i feel like i'm there's always so much to learn and you can never truly feel like you're an expert in something yeah and because of that i think that's what got me to start reading up more because of this is always like this fear that i'm losing out on knowledge that i could be gaining mhm in my free time so i think it started off with me um just taking a simple task like i think when i entered college i didn't even know how to download a research paper for one second i'm so distracted because my freaking neighbors are doing that thing So we had to stop right there while we were getting into our conversation because my whole apartment burst into clapping and banging of various utensils um while I appreciate the symbolic gesture and I'm sure it put a smile on a lot of people's faces I personally think that the only way to or the best way to appreciate um people who cannot stay home and social distance at this time is by is through tangible measures by increasing their wages and also you know through government reforms rather than you know shows of appreciation there are more virtue signaling from the leaders of our country but that's just my personal opinion and i'll put in a few seconds of the little tinkling happening in the background and after that we are getting back right back to the podcast oh yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> hey netra thanks for getting back on call and um we were talking about how you felt once you actually started college and started studying biotechnology yeah so basically when i joined biotech um i joined with this inferiority complex where i felt like i wasn't smart enough and that there was way too much stuff out there for me to catch up with before i can even contribute anything you know meaningful to the society so that fear is kind of where i started off and because of that i wanted to start off somewhere simple where i could slowly build up on how much i had to learn right mm-hmm. so um it doesn't even have to be biotech i mean any field even for you when you joined media you probably were feeling like oh my god there are people who have done arts and humanities and they probably had exactly. subjects there you know right? so you, you know that you have a lot to pick up on and then because of that i started off with something very simple like i knew that i had to read research papers but i didn't know what kind of papers i didn't know how to download papers i didn't know anything yeah so i went to the library and i got myself like the id where i can download papers remotely and i just went and took a very simple topic that that i knew about it i knew very well about from at least school let's say something um like you learn cell biology if you're doing biology in school right mm-hmm. i just wanted to see like a, like slowly like read a few papers on cell biology one part of the cell and read it and slowly i started reading a lot more and that kind of got me like interested in what was out there and then i think at the end of the first year no one really does an internship 
because you don't you haven't really started your like your main course because yeah. we just have like a general engineering thing going on but i wanted to start off in that summer itself like before my biotech started i wanted to go and see what was out there and stuff so i did an internship where um it was more of like more more, more than an internship it was a training thing okay. right so i went to this facility in bangalore called biozine and they had a four week four week module in different different labs so there was one in animal cell culture there was one in like um downstream processing which means after you produce everything you have to like separate all the proteins and stuff right mm-hmm. so and then they had different industrial labs and that was like my first exposure to biotech as an industry and not as a research and lab focused field right mm-hmm. and i was very interested and i had learned a lot from that traineeship and i went in with a very positive attitude when i started biotech Mm-hmm. then i had my classes and all that and i've had a supervisor like my biochemistry teacher was extremely supportive and um i asked her if i could do a project under her in the summer and then i did the project under her in that summer and that's when i kind of realized that you know i enjoyed a lot of the math i didn't enjoy a lot of the bio and that's when i was like hmm, i think i'm more inclined towards the industry rather mm-hmm. than biology because i feel like you can enjoy it but for you to be committed to it you need to be willing to be extremely patient and i'm a very like result oriented person like if i put in the hard work i need to see the fruits of my labor within 2 years otherwise i'll go mad yeah right so just the thought of sticking to one project for like 15 16 years it just yeah. i just couldn't digest it and i was like this research life is not for me and i was like very confused at that point because i said well i came in with the idea of getting into stem cell research and like pure r&d and now i've decided that basically whatever I had used to make my decision to get here is useless yeah so why am i here and then this happened sometime around the fifth semester and i had a lot of chemical engineering subjects at that point there was no biology in fact and i fell in love with my courses like i genuinely used to wake up at 7 o'clock very excited to go to class at 8 you know and that's like very rare for me because i don't even like waking up in the mornings i was so happy to be in class and i was like so excited about learning these things then i started looking at um papers on industrial biotech and i enjoyed it because i saw that most of these experiments were just things that they saw in the nearby areas that needed work and they took up that project and they worked on it so i think more like my experience in manipur has been more very like turbulent in the way that sometimes i've been like oh my god i love biotech i've made the best choice of my life yeah. and then sometimes when i realized that especially around placement time and i realized there was no company coming to recruit biotech kids i was like have i made a wrong decision because at the end of the day education is an investment and if yeah. there's no return on investment what's the point of studying so much mm-hmm. right so it was like a very turbulent experience but in my opinion if you take biotech you need to mentally prepare yourself to do a masters or a phd okay it's not a course where you can cop out after undergrad mm mm-hmm. so if there's someone who's like you know there are a lot of indian kids who just take engineering for the heck of it you know yeah. biotech is not a field they should take then because your degree will basically mean nothing unless you have a masters or a phd along with yeah. it you okay. know so if you if you if you are being forced to enter into engineering take something else because biotech is not a good option for you okay. but if you genuinely feel like you might like the industry then i can't recommend it enough because yeah. it's been extremely fulfilling for me and I feel like especially now with all the problems that's happening in the food industry where we don't have enough people to you know in enough food to feed everyone in the world or even in pharma where we have so many needs but everything is expensive because of production 
you would need biotechnology engineers to solve those problems. Okay. And which is why I feel like, see, food and pharma never going to die out. Never, ever. Any other industry can collapse, but these two have to, like, you know, keep going. So it's a very sustainable field to be in because you know that despite everything, you will have a job because there will be a demand for you. Like, even take the virus, like, right now, right? Yeah, yeah. There are people who are calling up the people from the university here saying that we need you to help with the manufacturing of this drug because we're going, you know, we're losing out on manufacturing people. Mm-hmm. So there is a huge demand. Yeah. And I think that's really good. You're industrially oriented. And even in R&D, there's a huge demand. But my personal experience would tell me that if you want to go into R&D in any pharma, right? Mm-hmm. For pharma R&D, don't take biotech. I would prefer, I would like suggest people to take a pure science like biochemistry or molecular biology, because then you become an expert in that field. And that's what you need when you're doing um, research in that particular field, right? Because with biotech, it's so broad in R&D that you have a lot to catch up with even after you finish four years of engineering. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. like what I gather from you speaking is that you've kind of struck gold with what you're passionate about, right? That's kind of what everybody hopes for once they get into college, figuring out what they want. But it's also not a linear path to getting there. And also, um, I'd like for you to elaborate a bit on this, but something I keep hearing is that there's no scope in India for biotech or that uh, maybe the environment for biotech isn't, like, isn't caught up with the kind of you know, things that you would want to do maybe. So could you tell me a bit more about why India might not be the best place to, you know, pursue biotech or you might feel like it's kind of lagging behind yeah so this is a very important point because initially when i joined biotech i kind of knew that i would have to leave the country at some point to study like to do further education that's primarily because the industries in india at least i feel like the education in india it's not it doesn't teach you how to think it teaches you how to pass tests you know so my everyone I've had people come up to be like oh your GPA is amazing and I said you know it doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. because at the end of this course if you ask me any question 15 days after my final exam will I remember it no I just knew how to study at that point Mm -hmm. you know I didn't know how to think and which is why I wanted to get like some sort of experience with thinking you know as such so that's why I decided to come for my final semester to Dublin because I wanted an experience of like you know education abroad and see how people over there are being taught to think and not taught to pass tests. Mm-hmm. And because of, just because of the education system as such, I would say there's no scope in India because you don't learn enough to be able to apply things. You just learn enough to pass tests. Yeah. So in you're terms not of industry, equipped with the, with the tools to explore the industry or just equipped to get through education itself. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be exactly. a means to an end, right? But yeah. yeah. And not just that. I'll tell you this one thing. So you have, you know, do you know what generic medicines are? No. So you have uh, so uh, these medicines called generics, which basically mean that um, someone else has put in all the R and D into finding out the drug, mm-hmm. and then India just does the manufacturing. Okay. okay. And you can't. And India doesn't do all the manufacturing for the generic. Sorry, doesn't do all kind of drug manufacturing only for generics. So crocin is very cheap in India, but the same paracetamol tablet abroad is very expensive mm-hmm. because abroad all the pharm- pharmaceutical companies are taking into account how much R and D has gone into making the product, okay. right? And India doesn't need that because we've just basically taken expired patents and we've like used it. Yeah. And because the industries here itself are not, I feel like they're not promoting 
high level thinking they're, they're just promoting they're just promoting like working you know like working like a machine i would say like there are a few startups right now in bangalore such that are doing amazing work and that's because there are these are all people who have studied abroad and come back to the country right. and are applying it here and moreover one thing that i notice uh, across my internships is that all the material that we need to start up a biotech facility it's all imported which mm-hmm. makes a set like the cost to set up is really high especially when you convert from dollars or euros to rupees it just becomes a very very heavy capital to take on as a small um, business work right so i think that's what keeping people from investing in biotech as such because there's so much uh, capital involved and there's not enough uh, knowledge like theoretical knowledge that's required to like apply things i just feel like because first of all there aren't enough industries set up in india where you can go and learn because and and second of all i just don't like i don't know if you're going to put this in the podcast or not but i just don't agree with the indian education system i have learned way more in the past 6 months in the past 3 months that i've been here yeah. than i have in the past 3 years that i've been in bank you know I in manager and you know it's 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 actually very surprising to hear that from you because for me studying media and communication i could do whatever like i could do a podcast right by myself i don't need a formal education with technical skills but i would actually assume with something like biotech you need you need to heavily rely on your education system to learn the way of thinking the way of innovating so it's actually like funny in an almost sad way that it doesn't matter what discipline you're studying everybody has that complaint of you're not learning how to think you're not learning how to do you're just learning how to get yeah. and and the, the problem with that is um i've sort of been able to cope with that because of the number of internships that i've done you know i've made sure that every single break that i had i've done something or the other to increase my knowledge in terms of application because at the end of the day i need that kind of thinking to keep me going mm-hmm. you know but not everyone has that sort of motivation i would say yeah you know and that's very and and that's what you need to decide on earlier if you are motivated enough to work hard in yeah. this field because you know in india everything is very test oriented right Yeah. but everything over here is project oriented everything the students over here they have like two classes a week because the rest of the time they've been they've been given like some really difficult project to work on yeah. and they're in the library 24/7 working on that mm-hmm. and that teaches them how to think and i'm trying to get i'm trying every single day to get to that whole thinking by myself level yeah and i do see it it, it has been very frustrating so far but i do see improvements you know every one week or two weeks i'm like oh i didn't even know that i could think like this and yeah. i feel like if within indian education communities we encouraged more of project based learning than test based learning yeah. it would be so good it would be so good yeah. but my dream is definitely like you know after a few years where i've like feel like i've gained enough knowledge and experience i would like to come back to india and start my own biotech firm because yeah. and to start my own biotech firm i would need a lot of capital right mm-hmm. but my idea was basically to make reactors and make small small equipment that biotech companies need because then it reduces the capital needed to start biotechnology industries because mm-hmm. i believe indians are very smart like we're definitely smarter than a lot of other people that i see here but that's probably because we've been we've been we've been okay with the kind of hard work that we have to put in cuz 11th and 12th indians work so hard so 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 hard just to yeah. survive in that point of time and i feel like if we harness that kind of motivation and determination mm-hmm. then we can do a lot but right now biotech in india is very very normal i would say
I mean, the way I see it, it's kind of even the change being brought about like with our generation, because people are realizing, I feel like we were, we're kind of stuck in the middle of still having to go through the education system where you have to adhere to marks and things like that to kind of, you know, get somewhere. Like at the end of yeah. the day, even for me, I do have to care a bit about my GPA, although it makes mm-hmm. absolutely no sense to me, right? Like I'm like, why does it matter what my GPA is? It should matter what work you're doing. But I feel like it, it should help, you know, with ideas like this where you intend to come back and once you figure out what the problems are, when you, once you really get to the root of it, you know, maybe, let's see, maybe in like 20, 30 years. But yeah, so as you were saying, like about your new experiences here, can you tell us a bit about what kind of, so where, like you're in Ireland right now and what kind of work you're doing over there? How did you come across this? Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm interested in this field called bioprocess engineering, which is basically biochemical engineering. It's everything chemical engineering has to offer, but applied to biological systems. So biotech as a course does not exist anywhere in the world. It comes under the Department of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering, this entire course that I've done so far. So I'm taking the chemical side of that, that right? And um, what I like about this field is that it's applicable to any industry. So I can use what I'm learning and put it to food. I can use what I'm learning, put it to pharma. I can use what I'm learning and put it to energy, right? Mm-hmm. So in my previous experiences, I've had, I've had internships with food and pharma so far. I just haven't done energy. That was my initial thing. And I said, I want to try out sustainable energy because at the end of the day, I am very environmentally conscious. Hmm. So I said, you know, let me try something out. So then um, for one of our classes, what was happening was, I think it was my biopharmaceutical engineering subject, which is one of my classes in the sixth semester. What hmm. happened was our professor said, you know, read some papers on whatever new is happening in biopharma and write like a report and give it to me. I want to see how, what you think. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking for, um, when I was reading up on papers, I came across this paper written by the student and a professor at university college Dublin. And I really liked that paper. It was talking, it was very chemical engineering focused. It was talking about drug kinetics, like how a drug dissolves in certain media. Like, you know how someone says, you have to take this 30 minutes after you eat the food and not 30 minutes before you eat the food. And like, that was like an explanation as to why, like how, like they they showed graphs as to how the drug dissolves with time, how the body absorbs it with time and stuff like that. And I thought it was extremely fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. So um, in the seventh sem, I kind of just emailed this professor saying, hey, I'm like really interested in bioprocess and biochemical engineering. I see that your university, you know, specializes in bioprocess. I see that you worked in this field. So do you have any position open me where I can come and work with it then he kind of like called me up and we had this brief interview and discussion and we designed we decided to like go ahead with this thing where um, we're using wastewater from the municipal treatment plant and we're growing algae in it in the hopes that we either produce um, enough algae for biofuels or we get electricity out of it so it's very open-ended right now we're going to do the thing and then we're going to pick one and then work with it right now i'm quarantined max so i don't know how much time i have left but whatever time i do have left i'll try to get as far as i can with the project so that's what i'm doing right now i'm designing a photobioreactor which is a very fancy term for saying that i'm going to keep light in a vessel and hope that my organism takes the nutrients from the wastewater and grows that's what i'll be doing 
So the difficulty in this is to make it con- a continuous process because as you get a lot of biomass, like your whole agitators and all stop spinning because like, it gets clogged, right? So like to make it continuous, we have to like, I feel like look at different things and different reactive designs experiment. I'll be working with a few mechanical engineers so that they construct it for me mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that's what's happening right now. Okay. So there'll be a lot of people who say that, oh, this is already done before. I know that there are a lot of people working on it, but mm-hmm. the, prob- the the main aspect that we're looking at is making it a continuous process okay. so that a human being doesn't even have to go near the system and everything okay. is done automatically because okay. that's what works out in like application-wise. So um, you said something about electricity being generated from that. How does that work? Yeah. So... Wait, do I go technical or do I not go technical? Uh, try I'll keep it very simple. I'll, I'll be like very basic technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, there's this process. Like, I think everyone who studied science knows about oxidation and reduction, mm-hmm. right? Oxidation is the loss of electrons and reduction is the gain of electrons. So what happens is um, algae are photosynth- photosynthetic organisms. So they take sunlight and like plants, they'll give out oxygen and stuff like that. So what we're doing is if you confine this, um, if you look at the biochemistry of how photosynthesis takes place, basically there comes a point where to form the oxygen molecule, there needs to be something. Basically there's a lot of oxidation reduction happening, right? And um, the oxidation is, sorry, uh, the electron is being given to an oxygen atom to Mm -hmm. create oxygen. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is if we seal off, if we kind of put it in a chamber, and don't have it interact with the atmosphere. In that case, it has to pass through a wire to get to the side that that kind of is exposed to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And when it passes through the wire, we have electricity. That's electricity. Oh, that's yeah. very interesting. Is it yeah. so? Um, what tell tell me what a day? What, what does a day in your life look like? What does your work environment look like? What are the people like that you work with? Okay, so in the lab that I am in right now. I have uh, like to the right, so that the person who sits to my right is working on a project that's funded by the pharma industry. Okay. So she's a PhD student who's working on how to um, produce, like suppose I tell you, I want you to make paracetamol, Hmm. right? You would need to know how to exactly synthesize paracetamol to be able to give it to me. So she's working on a system that um, is able to kind of, look at like a database of all the reactions available mm-hmm. and kind of tell you how to make a molecule. Okay. So that is what she's working on. And I'm primarily surrounded by people who have studied BSc chemistry. Okay. Okay. They're all chemistry students and with the, ex- with the exception for one chemical engineer and he's working on trapping carbon dioxide and making a fuel cell out of it. Oh, okay. So yeah, that, that's basically, these are the kind of people that I work with. And a day in my life is um, basically I go to the to the office. I go very early because no one is around at that time, and I don't waste talk, time talking to other people. So I go in by like six forty-five or seven in the morning, mm-hmm. and I leave by three. Okay, and this has been my literature review phase where we have to sit and we have to read seven hundred, eight hundred papers until we we like become experts in the field, yeah. and then based on that we design the experiment. And I meet with my supervisor and I pitch this idea to him. I tell him that, okay, so based on this, we do this, we do that. And then comes the economics portion because no, you can't spend thousands and like, you know, 2000 euros on your 
one one product so you're trying to make it as cheap as possible right and then once that gets approved i have to um, i've had to submit like safety analysis like so i have to conduct like a risk analysis all the reagents that i use were like that i use and all of that mm-hmm. and then with the experiment i'll be in the lab like i've been in the lab for like maybe sometimes i'll be in the lab for 2 hours a day sometimes i'll be in the lab for 15 hours a day you can't tell yeah so right now i'm doing industry based research but if i was working in the industry itself my job would be very different like if i was in a factory that was producing drugs i would have to like manually input how long um, i want everything to stay in the system when i want things to be released when i have and then all that stuff so i'll be controlling the entire process okay. so in a way it does get monotonous even if you're in the industry mm-hmm. but um i find that because i like my field this sort of research doesn't bore me because okay. i'm constantly doing math i'm con- and once i don't know if if anyone who likes math knows like once you start math by the time you finish like a f- like a few questions it's been like 4 hours and you don't yeah. even feel time pass by yeah right so it's like it's a lot of fun it's a lot of design and and it's a lot of chemical engineering and i like chemical engineering so i'm enjoying it and how does it compare to you said you did a lot you've been doing internships every break so yeah. how does this compare to and how is this also different to the kind of internships you've done in the past okay so um that's a good question because if someone looks at my resume they'll be incredibly confused because they'll be like oh i think you spread yourself out too thin because you've done everything right yeah. i've done a bit of research in terms of doing a project under my professor i've done an industrial training before biotech even started i did another research project under this professor in iit in, in the winter break right so it's it's research industry research industry and a lot of people be confused by it but i feel like that's what helped me pinpoint bioprocess because throughout this research and industry um pendulum that i was swinging from one side to the other what has been consistent is the fact that i was working with bioprocess or biochemical engineering okay. so even right now i am working on biochemical engineering but it's just applied to a different industry and it's way more different than what i've done before because i am completely in charge this time it's an independent study mm-hmm. so i decide everything right to the point where i decide my working hours i decide what to work on i design the project i have to run the project i have to make the results like i have to conclude it and all of this is my my duty but previously um not a lot of people in india trust undergrad students with their labs and their equipment so i was just like an apprentice to some phd student mm-hmm. doing kind of like monotonous routine work but yeah. i mean of course i was learning alongside with them but it's not like i had complete control like if if suppose i woke up in the middle of the night thinking oh my god eureka i have a, i have an idea what if i like execute this i couldn't do that back there because it wasn't my project but over here it's my project so i can do whatever i want over here and i think that's been fulfilling in a way because i'm able to take what i think is a very very stupid idea and see if it works and that in itself is a learning experience okay yeah that sounds great i think it's really good to um it's good to have that point in your education or in your exploring to suddenly be dropped into like a new environment and see how you fend for i am sure like it's given you some confidence as well in the whole imposter yeah, syndrome that we definitely. have right like do i actually yeah. know enough or am i just faking it or whatever so i yeah. think it can be very enriching to go in a different cultural and also like in a different technical setting to kind of explore mm-hmm. uh, how you work so this so 
are you still considered a biotechnology student or are you called like a biotechnologist or how does the uh, nomenclature for it go see biotechnology as a word exists only in india and a few european countries okay. because they don't understand what biotechnology is because it's not prevalent as a term anywhere else right they they know biotechnology industries but as a course it's not very popular so i would call myself um if if i were going if so suppose i was talking to someone who doesn't know indian education and they'll ask what have you studied i would say i'm a, a chemical and biomolecular engineer because that is everything that we've studied in our course comes under that department in anywhere else in the world mm-hmm. so in india i would say i'm a biotechnology engineer right mm-hmm. but the people in r&d would say they're a biotech researcher or okay. they would say like no one uses the word biotech to refer like i wouldn't use the word biotech to refer to myself okay. i would call myself a biochemical engineer okay that is what i would i tell everyone over here they're like what do you i'm like oh i'm a biochemical engineer okay yeah. so as a biochemical engineer can you tell us a bit about what is crispr and let's just start with that okay so i this might be a very uh, unpopular opinion but i think crispr is way too hype at least amongst everyone who like doesn't exactly know what it is because it's just one of those very fancy sounding terms that that make you think oh it's going to cure everything that we have in the world and all of that but um to be very very basic with crispr it's like you know how in our body when we have um an infection and we fall sick the next time we kind of when we get the infection it's not as severe mm-hmm. because we have this immune response within us so viruses don't exactly affect only animals or plants it also affects bacteria mm. and most of the time bacteria the bacterium dies right but there's this 1% chance where the bacterium fights it off so researchers were like in like uc berkeley uh, there was this researcher called dr jennifer dowdna so she was looking at how bacteria are able to fight off viral infections okay right and at that point when she came across this this um this dna library as such which contained a part of the viral dna so it's basically the bacterium remembering that oh i was attacked by this virus so the next time it comes i know how to fight it off because i know what it's made up of right so the bacterium kind of uh produces these scissors that cut up the the dna of the virus and making it inactive okay why that's super super important is that when humans have normal dna replication happening there we have these these gene scissors that kind of cut off any gene that's mutated or has been incorrect because mm. otherwise we'd be teeming with cancers all the time right right so but what we haven't been able to do is cut out the gene that we want we've only been able to cut out bad genes but not the gene that we want right so this crispr technology kind of helps you i would say take a gene and like cut it like split it up and then put it wherever you want or like do whatever you want with it essentially that's the most basic idea that i have because i was not very interested in it so i didn't really read up a lot on it but this is just a very basic idea that i have it might be outdated now cuz you know technology is progressing and um you did mention that uh, you would like to set up you know like your own biotech firm once you know you figured things out you've explored the world uh do you is that your only like large big dream in terms of your field or do you have anything else it might not necessarily be biotech related but 
I'm trying to do this thing to just figure out where are people at in their lives? What kind of things do they want to do that, you know, that can be shared with other people as well. So like, like I said, my biotech firm dream is not a research based firm. It's basically going to be like a manufacturing facility where if people want to manufacture something, they kind of come to me and they tell me what they want to manufacture and we design the reactor and build it and give it to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Because um, India doesn't have aseptic reactors available, which means you don't have perf like you, you have to import these and they're so expensive. Each reactor is like four and four hundred thousand euros or something, you know. Right. And if if I'm if I make it in India, it'll be so much cheaper for anyone to use it and start their own firm. And moreover, um, there I think over here in Ireland, Ireland's a very pharma-oriented country. I think around forty percent of the GDP comes from pharma. So there there have been talks about making um making these small reactors that are able to produce generic medicines in any remote part of the country okay which will really benefit small villages in india if you train people how to use them and if you teach people how to you know make their own things in that so i think in that way but this is my long-term goal like i don't even know when i'm going to start on it and when i'm going to achieve it because i need a lot of experience and money to be able to do it but this is my long-term goal like and i feel like having a long-term goal to walk, work towards is a good enough start for a 20-year-old. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. that's basically it. Okay, so it's been great talking to you. Now that we're towards the end, is there anything that you would like to plug or promote that we can add in this? I would say keep your mind open towards any field, but at the same time, make sure that you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Because don't get into biotech with the hopes that I'm going to get into Microsoft after this because I just need a degree to get into coding, you know, like you have to have some sort of, some sort of direction. And I understand that not a lot of people have direction when they're 16 or 17, Mm -hmm. which is why it's, it's best to start networking when you're 14 or 15, you know, just don't talk to people your age, talk to people older to you, talk to people, just attend all those fairs and conventions that happen throughout the city and talk to everyone. And the more you talk, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you'll do. So mm-hmm. I think that's good. That's, that's good. That's a bit of advice for anybody who's listening right now. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you could um, sit down and, you know, we could find time to talk about this. It's been great having you. And, Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>